Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural Padraplegics podcast. This is the first one we are doing. I am Sean Dallas Hall. I will be your host. I will be your resident extraordinaire for the evening. With me are two fabulous individuals, also disabled in chairs, that have tons of experience about what's going on here in the disabled world. We also have Nina with us. Nina will be bringing us questions. What a great show we have for you in store today. Today, I got with me Mr. Eric Kenning. Hi, Mr. Eric Kenning. Hey, everyone. And Mr. Don Price. Hello, hello. How you doing? And today, we're what we're going to be doing is be talking about disabilities, man. Everything disabilities. If you got a disability, this show is for you. Please hit subscribe. Please hit add. Please comment. Please like. Do all that good stuff that helps us, that helps us help you. So... The first thing we're going to do, we're going to run right into the local news segment. The local news segment is for us here in Arizona. Um, If you have anything local from your area you want to send in, send it to us, please, on Facebook, on on our podcast forums, on, on, on any of those things, YouTube, all that stuff. Mr. Eric Kenning, take us away with the local news. Well, um, okay, so I'm just going to go over a couple different activities that we have going on. Um, one is Exploring Arizona Adaptive Hiking Series, um, Saturday, February 29th, um, from 8 to 5. We will be working through the Bell Rock Loop Trail in Sedona. The cost is $10 per person, and that includes one companion. If you do need transportation, please let us know. Um, we'll be starting out at Ability 360. Now, these are for people who are in Arizona. Each additional person will be $15. Um, you want to bring a lunch, water, some protection, and registration um, is actually you want to go to www.cognitoforms.com forward slash ability360 forward slash Exploring Arizona Adaptive Hiking Series. Is that posted anywhere, by the way? Because that's way too tough to remember. I know. So, you know what? You can always call with any questions at 480-935-3455. Four, eight, 480-935-3466. Eight, Sorry about that. Wow, that was Eric, a I don't completely mean to separate number. Step on here, yeah. but you forgot to, to mention that they're going to be including some terrain hoppers on their oh, hike. Oh, wait. And ter- terrain hoppers. Terrain hoppers. So, tell us what terrain hoppers well, are because I know I, what terrain hoppers are. They are... The coolest things ever. They're four wheel drive, electric, like I don't know. They're they're kind of a cross between an off road vehicle and a power chair, and you can drive them with hand controls or a joystick, and you know they'll get out and they'll get over the terrain. Hence the name terrain. So I've heard, yeah, I've heard very good things. I have a I have an action track chair myself. It's a little bit different than that. It's actually a chair set up with the, with the tank treads. This one's got the four wheels. It runs kind of like a four-wheeler. Very nice. Very. I, I hear they go over everything that you need to go through when you're here, at least in this sunny, beautiful state of Arizona with all the dry and dirt and rocks and cactus and hills. I hear they go pretty well over there. So if, if you really want to try something like that out, you want to do something, Eric, where do we go again one more time? <laughs> Give them the phone number. Give them something. That was way too long. Don't yeah. give me that bullshit. All that right. Whole, uh, I'm just going to give long. you the phone number, okay? 480-935-3466. Six, six. 
All right, if you're locally, you can also stop up at any time to the Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. We are we are brought to you by them. They do sponsor us. They give us this fine room, provide us with this fine equipment, and gave us the opportunity to talk to all of you guys. Anytime you can get a hold of Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association, somebody could be even Eric. You know what? Fanboy, fangirl it out. Maybe call up and say, is Eric there? Oh, you might even get to talk to him. He is a pretty handsome devil. Woo-wee! You might even get to talk to Eric a little bit. That'd be fantastic, I tell you what. I think he's turning red, except he's got a beard. He can't can't even talk. He can't hit one of the buttons, at least. Hit one of the buttons, at least. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Eric, you can talk to Eric. Maybe talk to somebody. <laughs> Maybe talk to somebody else. I think it would be. I think it would be great if for anybody who needs to get out in the wilderness, go out and do something awesome. Awesome times. They put on good stuff, right? You've been there, Don. Eric, oh, yeah. you've been there. It's yep. a lot of fun. They put on awesome programs. If you want to get somebody out or get a family member, or a loved loved one out. All right, yeah. Eric. Yeah. I guess. Turn off the TV. Put Please. down the video game. Depending on what actually, you're playing, unless you want to get no, messed up well. in some Fortnite, I'll <laughs> slap you in that game real quick. No, thanks. I, I'd rather be outside. <laughs> I know you would, my fisherman, oh, right. my fisherman, my fish, my angler. That's right. yep, you're, that's that's the, you're the angler. From now on, you're the angle. You're the amateur. I'm calling you the angle. So, Don, we, yes, do, uh, we do have a topic for the day. This, this is kind of how the show is going to go. I know this is the first show, so what we're going to do is we're kind of going to run little 15-minute things. The first, the first segment is going to be... Local news, uh, uh, news throughout the country. If you guys want to send us stuff, right now we're just going to use local stuff until you guys send us stuff. You can send us from anywhere. We'll t- we'll try to get it on here for uh, for everybody who listens. Maybe they can go, they can get out and do something like the train hopper in another in another state or another area. Would be awesome. Second one, we're going to talk about a topic, and today our topic is. Well, I thought we could talk about some of the misconceptions people that are able-bodied have about us people with disabilities and i mean that's a pretty broad topic but uh so so maybe maybe give us an, a little bit of an example of, of what you're talking about so that way uh, you know maybe people who don't understand or, or know what you're what you're saying go ahead and give us a sure little. well i mean let's jump right into it i think one of the first things that's a misconception is that people with disabilities are asexual that we don't date we don't have sex Absolutely. we don't have a libido Nothing works, all those things. You can't have kids. So many of those, or all of those, really are misconceptions. That is one That is one of the major misconceptions. And the number one question that I get all throughout my day, throughout my life, from anybody that I talk to. Right. Even, the, even the 78-year-old lady at the deli at the grocery store while I'm waiting <laughs> to order some, right. or some cut-up salami yep. whispers in my ear, hey, does it still work? Right. Are you kidding me? Well, you think every, everybody wonders, probably everybody wonders. Most people aren't going to ask you, but, you know, most people are probably thinking of it in some way, the back of their mind is curious. But so, yeah, that that is probably the first one that came to my mind when I was thinking about this topic. Another one that, uh, that we kind of brought up, that you brought up, and, and I think that we should touch on too, and unless you want to go deeper into the sexual one, I know this could, we could do this that for a long time, and I know we 
We've had well, we had a ton of people ask about it. I mean, I personally think that's a whole show in itself. Yeah. Sexuality has to be maybe even two shows. A week yeah, a I mean that's big. That's a right? huge I mean, thing. A yeah. big, a big thing. Yep. I mean, we can touch on it for a few minutes if you'd like to. I mean, I'll if you. I mean, I don't know if you want to start. I'll start. I mean, I don't, however you want to do it. I'm, well, I, I I'll just say that becoming disabled does not affect your sexual. Um, being in any way, really, it can't affect uh, your it, it can't affect your sexual organs. It can, yes, absolutely, yes, but it does but, not affect you in the fact that you want to be a sexual being. You you want to have sex. You have desires, right? Right. Yeah, it doesn't change that psychology in us, and um, you know, it can frustrate you at first until you figure out how to meet those needs. But we're all intimate creatures, and I've known people with all sorts of disabilities, um, and every single one of them was a sexual being in some way or another. I mean, I think so. I think as humans, that's just how we're wired, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's sexuality is is really the nature of of our being, and so just to say that my spinal cord was severed to take the nature of my being away it's, it doesn't doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't make sense now i may experience sex sex differently than you i may do or or go about sex differently than you or my organs may work differently than yours right i mean i think yep. out, of, out of all three yeah. of us in the room we could all probably say that to each other mm-hmm. right not even yeah, just absolutely. everybody in the, dis- the you know, everybody who's disabled but i mean we can all say that to each other and there's a lot of things that go into it that that could change the way you feel about it or think about it or but i will tell you right now do not be ashamed of being sexually active do not be ashamed of having sexual thoughts do not be ashamed of of expressing your sexuality as as somebody who's disabled yeah i mean i can uh i can attest to the fa- i i know a couple guys and they're very sexual i mean they oh um they uh they were playboys i mean they they would go around <laughs> Ser- serious they're they're players man there's some people that really are you know and so i mean it, it's the whole spectrum of sexuality, you know, doesn't go away when um, having a disability. So, if anything, it just makes things more interesting. Well, look, I'm in, I'm sitting here right now with with a married man, right, Mr. Eric Kenning. Sorry, I'm, ladies, I I apologize in advance. Off the market. Yep, There's a, a married trombone. man. I don't know what they're. Oh. I, I don't. He's I, taken. They could be swingers. I don't know. Hit the laugh button on that one. <laughs> Actually, I like that one better. <laughs> it could be swingers. I don't know. That's not for me to talk about. But what I will say is, Eric's a married man. And I'm sitting here with another man who has who has a girlfriend. I at, do. At the, yeah. at the period. I'm in a relationship. Right. Yeah. So sexuality is is a is a big part of all of our lives. Me personally. I'm not into the whole monogamy thing at this point in my life. That's a whole. I, I probably could do a whole podcast on just that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just right? saying, ladies. I'm not doing that right yeah. now. We don't need to go. Where's that. the sign up sheet? We got a single guy. We don't guy need to go here. down that down that road. All right, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that I think that we all have our own ways and and things about going and and I think eventually we will do a show where we get really in depth at how. We go about 
having sex with our partners or being intimate with our partners and what we use and what are these all the different things that go into it. So I, I think right now we, we don't want to go too deep into that one um, because I think that's a whole whole episode in itself. I agree. Um, yeah. I think I think maybe we should. Yeah. You know, kind of pat pass over it a little bit move on to the one another misconception sure. so what's another one that you were going to bring up uh, the one i was going to bring up is is that we all want to walk again yeah or that that's our our main focus in life is just right. thinking about walking right and, and, and i've, I've just, said this before i've said this and, and i'll say it again being disabled to me wouldn't be that difficult if it was just the fact that I couldn't walk, right? I wouldn't. Okay. All right. I'm in a chair whatever. Being disabled to me, the hardest part about it is the other things that come along with it. It has nothing to do with walking for me, right? I mean, I just, I'm just speaking strictly as, a, as an individual on how I feel. It has nothing to do with walking, right? I mean, sure, I'd like to get up, dribble between my legs, cross somebody over, do a spin move, and dunk in their face. Sure, that'd be awesome. But that's not, as I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't thought about that in a long time. E- even with dreaming, right? I know this is, comes up a lot too. Do you, I've had people ask me, do you dream in a chair or do you dream walking? And at the yeah. very beginning, I used to dream walking, uh-huh. right? But I, it's been years. I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many years it's been since... In all my dreams, I'm now I'm now in a chair. It's just who I am. It's my life. I've adapted, and we're good, right? Yeah, that's interesting. See, now I have a lot of floating dreams, yeah. floating flying dreams. I have those. Oh, I get those too. Yeah, yeah I have a lot. Or of those. sometimes, if I'm walking, I realize that I need my chair close to me, or I have a limp, or something like that. But I'm aware that I'm not supposed to be work walking. So, what's your take on exoskeletons? People pushing. All these, all these things into it has to be upright maneuverability walking. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Either I mean, yeah, either. you know, the exoskeleton. I, I suppose it's good for a few things. It's probably good for your range of motion and your bone density. You know, maintaining that. But it's not walking, and it's actually less convenient than just getting in a wheelchair and scooting on down the road. You know, there's. Yeah, you got to strap yourself. <laughs> yeah, in. you have I to mean, strap yourself you be, in. It's you're, it takes some time. It's a lot of work, and you're at least at this point. I don't think you have all that great of control over it. Like it's it's I, still in the infancy technology, but you know, it seems to me a wheelchair is just already perfected. You know why why mess with something that works? You know. I th- uh, go ahead. Reinventing the wheel. Go ahead, Eric. I think one of the one of the reasons why the standing wheelchairs came about actually was um, I think there was a surgeon. Not, we're not talking about standing wheelchairs. We're oh. talking about exoskeletons. Oh, the exoskeletons. So the, so the ones Got for it. guys like you, not for guys like us, because uh, we we it. don't have yeah. the option to those. Yeah, yeah, I don't. But for I'm guys like you who who can strap on a little exoskeleton and then trounce around at point eight mile an hour. I. It d- doesn't appeal to me. I used to I used to be on half canes, and uh, I can tell you that my social life went up tremendously when I moved to a wheelchair. It was just so much easier for me. I could relax. I could just be myself. Um, so exoskeleton for me is not even a question. I, I for me personally, I would not even move to it. But then again, my situation is different um, because I was born with my disability. Sure. 
Sure. And it, I, I tell you something. Don said the word for me earlier, and it's convenience. Everything in my life at this point is based on convenience because I have so many other things that I have going on with two-hour bowel programs and work and getting from here to there and driving from here to there and, and nursing and changing aids and changing schedules and it's just this clusterfuck of so many different things, right? The last thing I want to do is take 45 minutes to put my pants on, right? The last thing I want to do is take an hour and a half to strap into an exoskeleton, right? Just so I can slowly trounce my way into the room and and I'm just it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's the same reason I moved from a manual chair to a power chair, right? Yeah. I, and, and I get looked at all the time by by people, by guys, and 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 push chairs, right? That because I have good arm movement, I got. I, why are you in a push? What are you not? Why are you? Why would I be? Why would I want to sit there and push myself from one? I get ten feet. I'm tired. No, yeah. I don't even want to do what I was supposed to be doing when I went to go do what I was doing. Well, that's a huge part of it, too, is we only have so much energy. So you have to pick and choose your battles, you know. Do you want to be in a manual chair but then just be beat at the end of the day? Or do you want to have that maintain your energy, you know, conserve your energy for other things? So it's a yeah. choice. I, I know people it's that— It's convenience. I know that people have gone both ways, Yeah. you know, and that's, you know, personal preference, but— I totally get why. I know I guys that chair. spend that spend four hours a day working out, doing stretches, doing the standing table, doing all that stuff, just in hopes, right? And look, God bless them. You know what I mean? Or Allah bless them, or whoever your your deity is. I don't know. You know, we, bless them. Yeah. You know, good for them. If that's what if that what if that's what gets them up in the morning. Gets them motivated to get dressed. Gets them motivated to get out of the house. Gets them motivated to go do something and feel like they they accomplished a goal in their day. Who am I to tell them it's wrong? I can't do it. Yeah. Right? It can't be me. Right? But it's just not my priority. It's not my convenience. Right? And it's the same thing I feel like with a lot of things in this in this world or in the dis- disability world. Self calf. Self-calves, right? I could probably self-calf. Probably, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I've tried. I've done. You know, it took me about 35 minutes to do it. So if, if I got to take 35 minutes to do it, and then I got to pee again in another two hours, wait a second. Yeah. So now I'm spending an hour to not pee for two hours. Like that doesn't make right. sense, right? Like yeah. for me, it just doesn't make sense. So then you, you know, you just you do the math and, and look and we're and again, yeah, it's priorities. Yeah, you're talking about three people who have successful other careers and lives in life, to where you know we're not just we just don't have time to burn like that, you know. But yeah, yeah I'm with true. you on that. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, I think that's I think that's a big misconception. I think and I think that uh, I think people would be surprised at how many people. Um, maybe hold on a glimmer of hope, right? That someday that 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 stem cell research will come through, and you'll be able to just shoot it in your neck and do your do your rehab for however long, 
But look, our muscles have been atrophied for so long. Yeah. You could, but whatever. Maybe you'd be able to do your re- take some steroids, get all jacked up on some of that horse shit that they <laughs> use in Russia for the Olympics, right? Why? Well, get I, all jacked up on some of that. I Maybe still have hope. Again. I still have hope sure. for a cure. Probably not for myself. I'm 37 years in, with a spinal cord injury. I have a feeling if they connected my my spinal cord tomorrow, I'd be uh, in a whole different world of hurt and not. Not to mention, I don't think, like you said, my legs would be able to support me anymore. But for somebody that's a new injury, heck yeah, or within the last oh, five to sure. ten years, yeah, that's, I'm a, that's so a young hopeful. man's game. Yeah, yep. So uh, I would never is. take somebody's hope away from them. And definitely keep the hope alive. But in the meantime, I'm like you. Live your life. You know, don't don't spend your whole day pumping iron in that hope. You know, because you're gonna. That's what you want to do, know, though. Five years, ten years down the road, you're going to look back and say, "What?" <laughs> but if that's what you want to do, if that's what makes you happy, right? I right. mean, then, then you're that's, absolutely right. Yeah, then yeah do that's it, what gets right? you up. Sure. I mean, because I think the most simplest way that I can put it for me, right? I mean, for me and my journey throughout these 19 years of being in a chair, I think the simplest way I can put it is, is that if I've tried so many different things and. Th- the only way that I can truly be happy is if I'm doing things on my own agenda and I'm doing things that that excite me. I'm doing things that make me feel accomplished. And, and those are all personal things, right? Those aren't those aren't things that I can say, hey, hey, new guy just got injured in a chair. Hey, John, right? All right, here's what you need to do. You need to go out, start studying MMA, and be a judge, right? Go f yourself. I don't even know what MMA is, right? Who cares? But right. it's all personal. It's very personal journey that you're on, and throughout that journey, I think that you need to make sure that you're being true to yourself and being true to what's inside yourself, and just do it, man. Just try it because limits and boundaries are meant to be broken. I mean, God damn it, we've seen it, right? We've seen it so many times. We've seen guys we've seen guys doing flips in chairs. We've seen guys doing the craziest things you've ever seen in chairs, right? Skydiving yeah, in absolutely. chairs. I mean, all kinds of different stuff. So. Parasailing. I mean, there's so many things you can do. So I, I feel like for my answer for that one, simply just if that's what makes you wake up in the morning, Fire up go chips. Let's go, Let's right? Let's do it. Let's get it. I mean, if yeah. they, dude, there's places to go for it, right? I mean, you you can go down to um, down to Florida. There's some place in Florida that that does a man. Maybe we could. This is something maybe we could do later too. Is when we talk about something on our on our thing, we can maybe post what we were talking about. Maybe the places you can go. There's a, there's a place in Florida that's awesome. That's all they do is take new people in chairs and they try to rehabilitate their spinal cord the, as much as they can and make them it, there's so many places there's all the, the mayo clinics there's all these different places craig that do Hospital. these craig there's all these places to do that stuff right i mean you could get into that if you want that if that's the avenue you want to go but that just wasn't the avenue that i went on and i don't think it was the avenue that you went on either don right? no i i've always been i've always been busy i've always wanted to stay active and not sit at home and just try everything I can. So, you know, I don't sit around worrying about my legs either. You know, I've, I've always, I got in my chair and, and went. 
and did as much as I could. Look, and I'll tell you what, I was at the bar the other night. To be honest with you, I was at the club the other yeah. night, <laughs> and I'm the only guy in a chair. The whole place lights up, right? I mean, it's it's about how you look at it, right? I yeah. mean, because it's you what could you're easily, putting out. You could easily say, "Oh, I don't want to go there." Oh, everybody's there. Oh, no, everybody's looking at me. Oh, let me count. The... No, man, eat that shit up, Pac-Man style. Miss Pac-Man, that get after it. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, hey, um, have you done the indoor parachuting yet? The indoor oh, skydiving. Yeah, yeah skydiving. I fly. No, I, I think it's called. I fly. Yeah, I fly. Because yeah. I think they offer that. That's here in Phoenix, by the way, for other yeah. people who are listening. Yeah, yeah. Because places. there's a number of them around the country, numerous. Though, yeah, and they do have a, a disability night um, or special needs night, whatever they call it. When's that? They do you, it we'll like, get you. Uh, we'll get you know it. I bet you'll know. Quarterly, right? I think. They yeah. do it every couple months. Well, we make sure we put that on here because we need to let our viewers know, our listeners on that one, because I, I know I want to go. I'll meet them there. And, you know, if if you do have any questions about any part of the show, you can always look at our website at azspinal.org, and then our phone number's right at the bottom. So... So go ahead and uh, just go to the website if you want more information. We're gonna we're gonna work on posting these podcasts on there as well. Yeah, we're gonna be we're hopefully gonna be getting these up. Hopefully we're gonna be moving to video stuff and doing all that stuff soon too. We're starting somewhere. So um, yeah, I mean, what do you think? You got you got any other ones you want to talk about? Well, um, for one thing, I I've noticed that people are unsure people. Able-bodied people are unsure of us, people in chairs or people with disabilities, and they assume that we can't talk or we can't order for ourselves at restaurants or, you know, we don't know what we want. Uh, have you had that experience as well? I mean, I've been at restaurants with my girlfriend. I don't where, have that experience. No? No. Well, nobody's ever you, said. If you can't tell by my, by my personality. <laughs> Motherfuckers, shit goes down. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry again. I well, cussed twice in a row. I think you I'm have sorry. to break the ice though first. Always, I yeah. always do. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, because I got used to it, right? But it took time. It took time. You're so right. yeah, yeah. So people see you, they don't know how to react. I they don't know. They want to help you. They don't know where they look at you. Then they look away because they don't want to stare. And then they realize they're looking away. So then they have to look, and it's a kind of you can see this dance going on so in here, their head. It I, sounds like church, to tell you the truth. I have a trick. I have a, I have a little trick Oh, that this I should do. be good. It's not that actually that good, to be honest with you. It's just a silly, dumb trick. But when I look and I notice somebody looking at me, okay, the first time I don't pay attention, right? But if I see them, the same person doing it again, I smile and I wink at them directly in their face. Directly in their eyes. Yep. <laughs> I give them a wink and give them a smile and go, hi, and wave at them, right? So uh-huh. now they understand that they're doing, okay, whatever. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm all there. Everything's good. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need, I don't need your help. I don't need you to, if you want to keep looking and you want to come say something. Come say hi, uh, well, right? That explains why you keep winking at me. <laughs> I'm I was wondering sure. if that Sorry. was like something. Don, like, you got to start saying something. Bro. Well, I wasn't sure about it. Hey, now. Not sure if you can talk. Hey, now. <laughs> you look so, a little weird. So I, but, no, I think for other people with disabilities, like different disabilities than I have. Again, sure. like I only speak from my experience. And, again, Don speaks from his experience, and Eric speaks from his experience. 
So. Yep. By the way, my mic was a little low, so here we go. A little higher, you can hear me now. So. Nothing. Anyways, it's all good. Yeah, nothing to contribute to that. Nope. Other than my <laughs> mic was low. Yep, my mic was low. Goodness gracious! <laughs> Hit the. Where's nope. the blah blah rim shot? Bing bong. Yeah, give give yourself one of the samples. Oh, yeah. Sad you, you know what? I can sample actually, that. I I can actually tell you. Uh, there was a moment when I was. Uh, going out for my first communion in church and everyone was looking at me and how old were you oh my god i was maybe 11 12 10 11 12 something like that and that's when i first noticed that people were looking at me differently so it was a very interesting experience um and after that i really became aware of it but also i became a little more numb to it in that i just did my thing you know and people were just going to look that's that's all there was to it uh, especially as I got a little older and when I got into college. I just was like, <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And and did you feel good about it? I mean, y- do you feel, yeah, do you feel I, good I, about it now? I yeah, mean, I used to go. something you learn from? Yeah, I mean, I used to go to dance clubs all the time. In fact, I would... Uh, I would dance in my wheelchair, and I would like open up the dance floor, and I would I would get things rocking and rolling, and and I'd approach oh, all these I'm people. King of that, you ready for that? Yeah. You ready for a night of that? Oh, are we? Gonna are you get ready down? for a night? Of, I I just got down on Friday. Oh, I'll, that was that was doing dance party tonight. I mean, I got videos. I'll show you some break dancing Ooh. if I have to. I mean, geez. you don't want to get down with these here. You want to get if we do have some, video in here, you guys do some see pop my and lock. Moves. You see my sweet pop and lock. Wow, that's some old school moves you got yeah. there. <laughs> Domino Regato, yeah. Mr. Robato. Yeah, for sure. No, but I love it too, right? Yeah. I, I learned learned really quickly to absorb that energy. Yeah. Right? To absorb yeah. the eyes, to absorb the energy, to make it yours, to make it your stage, to make life all about you at that point because if people are staring about you staring at you like that it is all about you and that's about claiming so you might yourself as well make it yeah you know i mean yeah. i think you should yeah. well that's so. something that let's face it that's something you have to get used to if oh, you have sure. a sudden onset of a disability spinal cord injury or something suddenly you're thrust into the world whether you want it or not the stares yeah, the true. looks the uncertainty so i'm glad you found a way to embrace it but that takes some. That does take some getting used to, right? It does. And it really uh, does. You know, it, I think that me and you have had this conversation off air, and I think us too. Um, you know, the, one of one of the first things that that terrified me the most when I got in my chair is, you know, I had a girlfriend when I got in my accident, right? And so she was like, "Come on, let's go out. Like, let's go." see people like everybody wants to see you man they haven't seen you in forever and i just couldn't get myself to go into public places because every time i did it was it was brutal right it was just everybody staring at me i felt awkward i didn't know what to do but after a few times just like anything right just like anything just like learning to play the guitar just like learning to do anything, learn to speak in public, learn to do any of that stuff. It just takes time. It just takes a few time, few efforts, right? right. It takes some time and effort. And she coached me through it. She helped me through it. Next thing you know, I'm at the bar four nights a week. <laughs> Man, <that's laughs> you are embracing it. Definitely. That's do, right? I mean, you know, tear so, off the band aid. Yeah, that was you. that was when I was young. I'm not young anymore. I can't do four nights a week anymore. Yeah. But yeah, three. So. 
I mean, sometimes if I do three nights in one week, I got to take two weeks off because my hangovers aren't the same anymore. Oh, preach that They're Not one. the same anymore. Since I've been in a chair, it's just not the same hangover anymore. Well, some it's of it's more, age, way more man. brutal. Some of it's age. Oh, sure. But yeah. even since, even from the, the, the look, we can talk about getting into a hangover. It's brutal. Yeah. Like when you're in a chair, it's brutal because especially I don't, I, Don, do you have a super pubic catheter? I do. As of somebody who has a suprapubic catheter, you literally cannot drink enough water to be as hydrated as you should be. You just can't do it. I mean, I, I've tried. I've tried the, the recommended, right, and then the highest amount, like two gallons. How do you drink two gallons no. of water a day? You can't. You yeah, can't well, do it. Nope. You can't do it, right? So then you go out drinking one night, right? You're not drinking any water. You're drinking booze. Next thing, you got two or three days. It takes you... Time to yep. catch back up, get back up to the rehydration, all that stuff. It's the same for me too, and I, you know, I'm I sure don't, I don't have yeah. a super pubic, but my kidneys are definitely weaker. Right. Well, I mean, you do got weak kidneys, that's for sure. I can tell just <laughs> oh, by looking at you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right. So okay. hey, all right, we, we got to move on. Yeah. We're going to move on to our questions. We're going to bring in our resident number one fan, our first ever groupie, Miss Nina. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Nina's got questions. These were taken off of Facebook, um, off a Facebook peer disability group. So um, fire away at us, Nina. All right. Our first question tonight is, how do you deal with the crowd when in an electric chair? This is from Kathy Silverman Foster. Wow. Well, that's a good question. First, my first comment is, um, whenever this I hear is Don, by the yes, way, yes, this is Don. Thank you. Whenever I hear the term electric chair, it has a whole different meaning to me. It's like something yeah. out of the Green Mile. Or, right. So I, I, I wish I had the electric yeah. sound. Yes, right it's a called a power chair. Old Smoky. Yeah. Well, let's call it a power chair. Yeah. Uh, I do use a power chair. I will be experiencing this very thing this weekend when I'm going to the Phoenix Waste Management Open. There's in the course of four days, I almost have a million people. So what do I do is, uh, I well, I don't try to run them over like Sean, uh, maybe. Well, I, I, I give warning. I give fair warning. I give fair yeah. warning. I, I, I feel like if I yell as loud as I can two to three times, excuse me, and you don't move, you're fair game, bro. I'm well, fucking you up. Good luck in a crowd with, I don't, your, I don't with your quad voice right, getting with hurt. My quad, but look, yeah. I'm still gonna I'm gonna try to tap you. I'm gonna try to do whatever I can to be right, right. to be cordial about the no, whole I, situation. I agree with that. I if well, I can't do if it, you I have gotta a, go. If you have a friend that can lead the way, that's always helpful, right? Oh come so on. I'm a lead blocker. I I'll tell you, I've had this. Uh, I, mean, I hate to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I, I've, I've had this happen, and I and I tried this whole situation of somebody leading me, mm-hmm. right? And if it's not somebody who works for the actual place that you're at, right, fights ensue. <laughs> Things happen where people are not happy about it. Like that person sure, is yeah. like, hey, move. Well, and now that person gets put in a situation where they need to be like, oh, okay, what do I do? Uh, I think what usually happens with my friends is they tap on somebody's shoulder and they kind of get oh, a rough nice. look. And then they just point at me. And they're then they nice. realize, hey, you know. They're tapping. They're trying to move me because there's a wheelchair coming through, and then they cool off. But yeah, there is that initial reaction, like, "Hey, buddy." So you hang out nice. So people. well, 
not Hang necessarily with, like maybe civilized, <laughs> nice individuals. Exactly. Yeah. But my friends don't do that. <laughs> see, no, it's the opposite for me. When I when we're going through a crowd, my wife, she follows me. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, I blaze yeah. a trail. For I blaze sure. a trail. And you know, I, I'm not in a power chair though. I'm in a manual chair. But even so, I mean, I'm even shorter. But you're I, again, you're you're close in, in a manual chair. You're close enough to where I'm. If I'm next to you, like I can grab you or, or touch you or reach you, right? Yeah. So like in a in a power chair, right? My feet stick out so far. Sometimes if somebody's in front of me, oh, yeah, I can't. You can't even tell. There's nothing yeah. I can do. Yeah. Like, even if I'm sitting straight up, I can't reach out to you and. It, other than throwing my drink at the dude, and then that's a whole other situation. Well, I've tried that. How about throwing your you dog get, at the dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah get your dog to hey bark. Hey, now. Hey, do now. I, do you guys figure, like, over the years, you kind of you have a, this, like, sense of where people are going to move or where yes. they're going to stop? It, you've developed yeah. this kind of... So good at yeah. it, right? So when you're at sporting events, this mm-hmm. is my favorite thing to do. At sporting events, when everybody's leaving... Right when you know that's just insane. Everybody, yep, right? yep. it's insane Wanna up there. Yep. I say follow me, and and you just you're just you're so good. You're so you form used a conga to line? moving. No, you're yeah, I do. <laughs> right. you're, you're so used to using your chair, right? Uh, you're so used to it that you can slow down and whoop, hit a gap, right? And bang! Yeah. Once you hit the gap, everybody stops, and then these five people sneak in, and then you go through, and then you boop, hit a gap, and then you got five people. And so, I mean, long story short, I guess, be kind if you can, right? I mean, I think be kind if you can. Tap them, excuse me, ask me, ask them if you can move. Or if you're at a bar or a club, right? I This is what I do now. If I'm at a bar or a club, I'm because I, I don't want the people that I'm with to be put in a bad situation. I ask the bouncers, hey, excuse me, bouncers flashlight me through right i also have headlights on my chair Mm -hmm. which also works right in many situations in dark if you turn the headlights on your chair everybody looks so then now you can move freely as you go um that's a great idea a lot of times i'll i'll slap people on the knee or just barely tap them and be like hey in a in a loud club or something you you they won't hear you so you have to kind of tap or kind of feel your way through don't dick punch though yeah well Plus, you're going to get easy a, to do. Your on face is going to be at ass oh, yeah. level the whole time, it's so that's to do not accident. necessarily fun, right? Yeah, don't I've, do uh, that. I've run over heels accidentally oh, too. Fuck that feet up. oh, oh, I've had some people just scream. Not, I didn't do it intentionally, but when it's crowded and I'm trying to move, the heel gets caught underneath the uh, the rim of my wheels. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. Well, here's something that you don't have to deal with because you're a manual chair, but awesome. our joysticks are live. <laughs> Somebody bumps into our joystick. Oh, or you get sent across the room, don't it, you? It will shoot the chair in a different direction, and that can be brutal. I'm at so. a sports bar. I'm sitting at the bar, right, having a drink like a goddamn gentleman, the gentleman that I am. Sorry, to, sorry to say, goddamn, that was bad. Again, I shouldn't have done that. Um, having a having a drink like a gentleman, right? Mm-hmm. My brother comes in. Hey, brother, how are you? Oh my God! Hey, nice to meet you. A girl comes in that I haven't seen in a long time. She's like, oh, my God. Right? Instantly jumps on my lap, right? Right on the joystick. Her purse. Yep. Her purse snags, falls off her arm, snags the chair thing. So you got to think, she's blocking the whole thing. I can't even get around to it, right? Uh This baby's on full bore. Straight Straight forward. 
and it's nothing but chairs and people. Oh, oh my God. And so I'm like, oh, I'm trying to grab this girl by her fake hair. <laughs> that was a shout. I was a shot. I should have yeah. I should have took that shot. Well, let's hope she's well, not that, listening. She, I hope she is listening because <laughs> she, she caused me a lot of trouble. I'm trying to pull her off and grab her off, trying to throw her off my lap, and she's like, ah, you're so funny. Right? Boom. Took out four whole tables and four whole rows of chairs Got banned from the bar for six months. My brother got punched in the mouth, right? I mean, it happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing that happens in a crowd. And it's happened to me, too. Not quite to that extreme, but pretty close. It happens. Yeah, I yeah. got other ones if you want. Well, and we uh, don't need to go into them. And I got the, other the girls that want to big, give you a big, big hug and lean over and, you know. I'm with body you. parts hit the joystick and I like body parts hitting well, joysticks. I like that. I like something to be sounds. said for that, but <laughs> let's move on to the yeah, next, all right, next question. All right, moving on. Next question. This is from Brandy Carter. What type of career are there for disabled people outside of call center jobs? This is a good question because I think yeah. that uh, a lot of people uh, don't understand that even though you can't physically do what maybe other people can do right maybe you physically aren't as able you are and you should you're mentally capable right i mean in in most parts unless you have another type of disability which is it's a whole different story but for me what i i have i have three four jobs i have four jobs now counting this one i have four jobs is this a job I mean, it, I mean, you could consider it a job, yeah. right? I mean, no, you could it consider is. it something that you do, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, so for me, I, uh, I I started my own home health care company, right? I've, I've also encouraged four other quads at this point in their lives to start home health care companies, to take control of their life, right? To take Because otherwise, there's somebody sending you nurses. You don't know who they are. You don't get a chance to meet them. You don't get a chance to hire them. You don't get a chance to pay them. You don't get a chance to tell them what to do, right? I started my own home health care company a year into my accident, and it, it's been, it was great. I mean, being an entrepreneur is hard. It's not easy. You're not going to be able to sit at home and watch Dr. Phil all, all day long and then act like, you're going to have a job, right? You have to be able, you have to work, you have to work hard, you have to schedule, you have to do all the different things, bill insurances, do all these different things. But it's it's very well worth it. That's a job that people can do. Another job that I have is I'm 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 a I'm a judge for mixed martial arts, right? I mean, that right there should tell you that you can do anything. Because as a person who's disabled, who can't do anything mixed martial arts wise, I'm in charge of saying who wins and loses. I mean, that should tell you right there that mind over matter is everything. It's just all about the way you think about it, all the way, all about the way you move, maneuver, the way you act, the way you can push yourself to another level, and and what you really want, and and how determined you are in life. Just to uh, go off of that. Um, I know people who have been social workers, psychologists, um, advocates, um, radio personalities. Radio personalities, absolutely. You know, there's there's a lot. You know, you get into the computer world with the internet and stuff. Oh, they're huge. There is stuff out there. You have to look for it. But there are things where you could become ind- independent contractors for like graphic arts, music. 
um, data entry. There's all kinds of things out there, and some of them you don't have to have a severe degree to do even. Um, so there, there is stuff to do. Um, it's just a matter of driving yourself to do it, really. Yeah, and I'll jump in, too. Um, this is Don, this by is, the way. Yes, I'm Don. <laughs> uh, my job at Ability. Sample that. <laughs> sample that. For, hey, for real, sample that so that way every time he talks, you can smack that button. This is Don. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, well, so my job here at Ability360 is uh, early intervention coordinator. So I go out and meet people that have new disabilities in rehab and get them resources and support so that they know what to do in the community or they know who to call when they have questions. And um, that's not a job that I had envisioned when I was 18 years old. I was going to be in forestry and then I uh, had my spinal cord injury and that changed my whole life. So then it becomes, you know, how do I use my intellectual abilities? That's, you know, the, that's the key word. Yeah, right it's there, all right? about. That's the word I was looking for yeah, earlier yeah. and I couldn't find it. And that's the key word, man. It's all about in, your intellectual abilities. And one thing I would caution people is so many people think you have to jump right into your dream job, your dream career, you know, and that's not necessarily practical. I suggest to anybody find a way to get in the community, even if, it, even if it's volunteer or, you know, if you're just going to shadow somebody, it, it, you know, getting out there is going to open some doors. There may be some opportunities that develop that you even – hadn't even thought of and just kind of learning as you go um, that's going to open some doors so don't necessarily look for your dream job right off the bat just get your foot out there foot in the door you know test the water whatever find it analogy cliche you want to use find something and i and i'm I'm gonna tag on to this find something that that really makes you feel good about what you did Right. Yep, and if yep. and if you can feel good about what you did, right, then then you'll want to get deeper into it. And then once you get deeper into it, then people will start to not look at you as and I'm speaking from experience here because being in, in the mixed martial arts world, believe me, when I first got in there, they wanted nothing to do with me. Yeah. They were like, who is this? Guy? Yeah. Right. What did what do you know about anything? Right, and so you have to just find what you know, find what you love, and just keep bang, keep banging at that door. Just keep banging at it, right? I mean, keep banging, at it and sooner yeah. or later, you're going to be as qualified, if not more qualified, than anybody who's working in that in that arena. Yeah. So then, at that point, you can get, you can, you know, you can find gainful employment. You can find all these different things, and. and and look, I know it's difficult, but without difficulty, I mean, what, yeah. what's, well, what's worth having Along those lines, uh, if I can jump in, uh, I mean, whatever you're doing, be the best you can at that job. If it's in a call center, be the best damn call center person there is because somebody's going to notice shit. that. Yep. You know, get there early. Be the last one to lay, leave. You know, hit those numbers, whatever it is, and people will notice, and you will have opportunities from that and look times have changed too 
Times have changed. Yeah. Times have changed. Technology has people are, even the field for a lot of us in dis- yeah. with disabilities. I mean, technology will help you get a long ways. Not only just that, but people in the in this world are now more tolerant to what's happening with disabilities. They're more tolerant to be like, you know what? I really I, I, let's give them a shot, right? Well, I know that I applied for a job. I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to. No. I know before I started doing all of this, everything that I did, as soon as I got in co- out of college, I freaked out like everybody else in the world. And I applied for jobs at all different places, Monster.com, Google, all these different places, right? And I went on several job interviews, right? And through those several job interviews, I really learned a couple key things. One, they want to hire you because – Let's be honest with you. Legally, logistically speaking, it looks good if they hire yeah. you. Diversity right? is a. It looks a, good. There, it looks good. There's another Big aspect, word. though. Statistically, people who have disabilities tend to have better work ethics. It looks good when they hire you, right? It's yeah. good. It's a good thing, right? But you just got to not shoot yourself in the foot. You yeah. got to not put yourself in a bad light. You got to not let them think that you're unable to do the job. Right? Don't go in there with a bad attitude. Don't go in there yeah. with an attitude like, well, I mean, I don't know. I'd like this job, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, what's this job entail? Or how many how many days do I get off a year? <laughs> I mean, how many weeks do I get off a year? I mean, oh, do I get sick leave or what is this going? Well, and that's you know what I mean? like, that's basic in interview there. though. That's interviewing but, skills too. But I think that's a part of it. <laughs> yep, I mean, absolutely. that's a huge part. I think a huge part of what disabled people don't get in life is that training of interviewing or being with people or being in front of people or being around people or talking. There's a lot that goes into that, but I'm going to tell you, you chase it, man. Chase it. Well, and I don't want to get too deep into this either. Because we got one more question to get into. Real quick, though, a reason a lot of people with disabilities are unemployed or don't go back to work is they're afraid of losing their benefits, whatever it is, medical I didn't care. want to bring, I was going to bring yeah. that up earlier. All right, well, we're, we're going to skip on that. There are ways around that, and we'll get into that in another that's show. That's a show. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a whole we're gonna show. We're going to get to that. So, yeah. okay. so anybody, I know I, I, had, I, had, I had got about three or four messages regarding that single issue. Mm-hmm. Promise you we'll get to it. Promise yeah. you we'll get to it. We can only do so much at once. In so. fact, I have a consultant with uh, disability benefits that we can bring in. Perfect. Even better. So then we'll get to it, right? We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll have a whole show for you on that, and we'll, and we'll try to give you all the resources you can get to and all that stuff like that. Nina! All right, guys. Final more. question for the night. How do I go about traveling as a disabled person? Oh, my Samuel God. Samuel Aloyo. Sam. Sammy boy, let me tell you. This is a whole nother, whole nother show in itself, and I could do this show by myself for fucking four hours, all right? I, I fly everywhere. I do a lot of traveling. My chair has been broken at least 20 to 25 times throughout all of this. But I will tell you one thing, the one thing that I learned, it's all about being prepared, okay? Preparation is the key. So the first thing you need to do is understand everything that you may or may not need during your travel, okay? Because you're don't count on getting it somewhere or don't count on getting it somewhere else or, oh, I can just go to the pharmacy. And it's not the way it goes. Take everything that you know you need and then take something that you might need, right? I mean, take all of that stuff. Okay, now you're talking about traveling with a chair. Okay, I don't know if you're traveling with a with a if you're traveling with a a manual chair. I can't help you on that one. Okay, 
power chair, here's what I do. Okay, I take it, go up to the gate check. Okay, I gate check my chair. I don't I don't put it into baggage. I don't do any of that. I go up to the gate. I tell them, I say, look, here's my chair. I already have the statistics on how much it weighs, how big it is, what cabins it'll fit in on certain planes. I already know what planes I can get on and what planes I can't. What kind of batteries it has. What kind of batteries it has, all that stuff. All right, so when I go up there, I'm already prepared, okay? Then they take you through. Then they get you up to the top. And when you get up to the top, you need to talk. This is, and I'm telling you, this is the number one key. You need to ask the people at the gate to talk to the baggage supervisor. Okay, the baggage supervisor then will come to you. And the baggage supervisor will have a conversation with you. And you will tell that baggage supervisor what to touch, what not to touch. What to do, what not to do. Okay, some people like to wrap their whole thing up, do different tape jobs with different things that say do not touch that's fine too right but i feel like you can avoid all that you can avoid doing all that hard work by just having a conversation with the baggage supervisor the baggage supervisor will then pass it on if he does not pass that on okay and your chair in turn gets messed up you go straight down to lost baggage damaged baggage and they will hook you up with somebody who will help you within 24 hours. Because if they cannot help you within 24 hours, now they are subject. They're subject to, to disciplinary lawsuit type of situations, and, and they don't want that. Believe me, they will call you within 24 hours. They will get your chair fixed. It will be at zero cost of you. I know it will be at cost of your life maybe or your day or your week. I know they lost my chair. My first trip to Hawaii, they left it in San Francisco. They left my chair in San Francisco. I ended up in Hawaii, and they were like, oh, hey, bro. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah it messes I'm up like, your what? whole vacation. So that was, But that was my first real long, big trip, right? And right. so I started learning real quick. There's things you got to do. And, and you. It, the key to it is being prepared, man. It's being prepared. It's having... It's having all your ducks in a row. So when, no matter when you talk to somebody, you have the answer. You know where your chair is at all times. You have somebody looking out the window. You have somebody come and tell you. So I have somebody come and tell me after I get into the in in there in the in the plane. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the plane. I have I make sure and I tell them I'm not. We're not leaving until somebody comes in and tells me that my chair is safely in this plane. Wow, that's a great idea. That yeah. is. And they come in. They go, hey. You're good. I go, we're good. Let's go. Well, and uh, another thing to be aware of is, you know, it's obviously going to be easier on an aisle seat. So when you book yeah. your flight, oh, book, be oh, aware. book front. Book, 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 you know, yeah, book bulkhead. You know, you know what I've done in bulkhead. the past? Well, I've booked when the bulkhead's already filled up. Well, first or, or class. Most of the, I always book the very last. This is a inside trick I've learned. I always book the very last row of the airplane. So they look at that and they go, "No, there's, wait a minute, you you can't be in the yeah, that's I know that's it's cheating. Genius. It's I'm well, you, it's genius. I'm going to tell you it's why a, that's genius because they have to transfer you to a, a what they call an aisle chair, right? Right. And so if you're on a big plane now, they got to pull you all the way back. So here's another thing I do too, right? I always take the window seat, always. Same, same reasoning? They're going to bump no, you up? No, so. one reason is because I I tip. 
You know what I mean? I'm oh. always tipping. You really get in the yeah. window seat? Yeah, I get in the window seat. Oh, my gosh. So I tip a lot, and I don't uh-huh. like it, right? And I fly sometimes eight, you know, eight, nine hours to different places. So I get in the window seat. And so what I do is I, I book the window seat, and then once I do that and they pull me in, and they're like, oh, my God, really? Like, uh, Then they understand, like, it's real. Like, I tell them this shit is real. Like, I'm this is my life. We're doing this. Like, I'm traveling. Like, I'm not sitting here. I tip over over here, right? So here's the deal. Move me from – so now you bump me from here to the middle. Now you go from the middle. To the, to the window. Wow. I mean, you have people that help you yeah, do that. Yeah, sure. You don't have to do that yourself. I mean, if you can stand up and move yourself, God bless you. But, I mean, you know, I mean, for me, I can't do that. So I have somebody to do that. And, and I always book the window seat because I don't have any trunk control. So for me. I don't I'm either, but on, I've never done the window. Well, I'm maybe on the aisle seat, in the bulkhead I'm, section. Yes. I'm, old, I'm Like my elbow's always falling off. Always. Yeah. And I'm falling over. I, I hate it. Yeah, he's falling over right now. In fact, right. right. I'm trying to show you. He's oh, demonstrating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Camera. I see. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone sees what you're doing. Yeah. Here. Not on camera. Look, you look but like look, But the elbow is going. Whoo. All right. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real. I mean, that, I do that. I do both of those. I always book. I book. Uh, all right. Well, I, don't, I well, usually book first class tickets, but it's just because I got a lot of miles. I fly a lot. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I use yeah. miles, and I'm first. I try, I try to book the first classes, and I try to book the first class lay down sleepers, because those are, that's the way to travel for a man in a chair. I'm gonna tell you, or a woman in a chair. Sorry, no, you know, I don't need to discriminate. But a man or a woman in a chair, the way to travel is on that lay down seat, because you can change it. Just like you can your chair. You can lay it down, kick to your side, do this. All right, side question for you. Do you use your cushion while you're traveling? I do, 100%. Here. But I have a separate cushion. Same here. All I right. have a separate cushion. Take a second one along. Right. No, no so my separate cushion is, is thinner. Oh, all right. Yep. So I have one of those thin cushions, right, that they yep. use for, uh, I don't really know exactly what they Just what a low, pro- to, low, low profile. profile cushion. Yeah. Okay. So That's I bring that with me because if I, I'm too tall to sit on a regular cushion. In the, in the in the plane chair, already it's bad enough because yeah. it, it comes to like hits you know, my sh- like yeah it's like hitting my shoulders yeah. the headrest yep you know with that low it's profile it's very uncomfortable you when put you're... the big profile cushion <laughs> on there my head's just that's what I've used in the past and it gets yeah. very uncomfortable yeah, yeah so I have a low profile one that I bring okay. and then if I can't for some reason I've lost it I've lost that a couple times right and then when I lost that. What I did was I took um, sweatshirts, right, and I put as many T-shirts in there as I could. I took two of them and tied the arms and I put as many T-shirts in there as I could. So if you can't afford a Rojo low-profile cushion, this might be a little cheat way to do it. I take the sweatshirt and take the arm, tie a knot or stuff as many T-shirts in there as I can and tie a knot at the arm tying out the other arm and I set that down and then I set my cheeks on that. That's a good idea. I do. I travel a lot, bro. You know what? Uh, <laughs> and also, you know what else I do? What do you do? I wear, I bring, I bring a, a handkerchief or a, like a, uh, maybe like a, what do you want to call it? A Bandana scarf, scarf kind of thing? scarf uh-huh. with me. And I put it over my face at all times. Oh, cause every time I fly, get if sick. I don't have that, I get sick. Yeah. 
one, I don't have thank as many you. tips. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, everybody. I'll be here. I'll be here next. I'll be here sure. next week. Thank you, everybody. Tip your waiters. <laughs> tip your wait staff. Um, I don't have as many tips as you do. I mean, that's that's pretty extensive. But one of the things I do is I wear a hoodie, and that way, because I'm always cold on a plane, I can flip that hood up. And also, you have the the hand pouch in front of you. That's a great place to put your wallet and your and your ticket. You always know where it is. Uh, it's not going to get dropped, you know, and that uh, works out pretty well for me. So I'm a fanny pack guy. Yeah. I'm a fanny pack. I think I think anybody who's in a chair should be a fanny pack guy. I'm just or a I'm girl. Sorry, I, I'm just being honest. Fanny packs all day. Yeah. Dude, fanny packs, they're always strapped. They can't come off. Well, it's the same they're concept. Not coming right? off. I just wear a same. travel shirt and then I with zippers and stuff on it and yeah, you pockets. Would. Yeah, That's a little hard for. Well, you know, quad. I can support all the pockets. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you would. Yeah, you would. You got. You got good support so, yeah. up there. You got that big upper body. I think. Uh, yeah. By the way, just anybody not looking or can't hear it, can't see it. Obviously, mm-hmm. Eric's got that big upper body. Yeah, he's that big, just popping upper he's, body. Like he's been, like he's been, like he's been doing doing pull ups seven hundred a day well, in prison for like seven years. Well, you know, I do live in a. Uh, you double, do live in prison? No, I live in a double level house, and so I climb stairs with my arms uh, two or three Shit times a day. Me not. Wow! Yeah, it's all arms. Yeah, impressive. Walk up on my arms. Are, yep. God damn! I'll show you someday. The world's a crazy place, and that's why we're doing this show, ladies and gentlemen, is because we're trying to show you that there's alternate ways to be happy, yeah. to be fantastic. To achieve your goals, achieve your dreams, and do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter if you're disabled. It doesn't matter if you're in a chair. That's no excuse to me. If you want to tell me, uh, I can't do this, I'm in a chair, guess what I'm going to say? Don? Can't. No, I was going to say, go F yourself. Let's go. Let's can't. get it fired up, right? Like, you yeah. can do it. Can't man. my ass. Right. Yeah. Can't do it. You know, just a quick story about crawling on my hands. So at one point I'm with my band and we go camping. Oh, but, but dude, see, look at you're already saying you're in a band. We don't even know what's going on here. What's going on with this band? How so, long have we known you? And we don't so know. much time we got left because do we got time? Yeah, for this no, we're band, we're pretty much we're, we're pretty much pretty much pretty much uh, at an hour right now. Great one to save for another day. Because <laughs> yeah, I yeah. you know what? Maybe I will. But it's a story of when I climbed up a mountain. So on your arms? Yeah, pretty much. My God. Dang. Yeah. If it, nobody's looking, it's straight daps. I need a tissue. No, you, oh, so he left me hanging. He left oh, me hanging. I got oh a tear God. coming. That hurt my feelings. No, fuck you. Oh, man. Wow, he left him hanging with <laughs> the high five. Hanging. I tried to put it over. Yeah, like, that's my guy Can right there. Climbed him out with his elbows, and uh, he looked at me like, eh, eh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not getting the subtle we're cues. Sorry about it. that. We're pushing. We're pushing it. Oh. <laughs> we're pushing it now. Look, I'm going to tell you, um, we I think we've run out of time. I think uh, for all of us here, we would love to keep going. We could probably do this for days on end, but eventually you got to end an episode. Eventually you got to bring up new topics. Eventually you got to come back again in two weeks. And that's what we're going to do. Me, Don, Eric, Nina. We're going to be here. We're going to be doing our thing. We appreciate the questions, number one. And number one, first of all, you guys have never even heard the show, and you asked us questions, and that was fantastic. Thank you for that. Number two, we appreciate the Arizona Spinal Cord Institute Association. 
Close. Yeah, but not. <laughs> I fucked that up? Yes. Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. God all right, whatever. We'll he get it eventually. It. He said it, right? You need to have, sample that, right? When I say, I want to thank, and you just hit it. You just hit sample the button. that. Boom. He's got a little buttons over there. Catch Nobody that one knows. He's come, in, come in, we'll sample your voice, and we'll get it all He's done. got buttons over there. He could, he could hit that button and did make Let me that see which it. one I get. You you messed my flow up, dude. I was right in the middle of this outro, and oh, you yeah. messed my whole flow up. It was bro. very... <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Hey, okay, bye. You're an inspiration. To me, you are. I am? Well, it's good to see people like you out. Keep talking, Don. Yeah. Keep talking. You're getting me fired up right now. Keep talking. Yeah, well. (laughs) No, but for real, thank you so much for everybody for listening, right? We're going to keep trying to do this for you, but we need your support to do this. We need your questions. We need your likes. We need your shares. We need your follows. And all of it's in just in the hopes that our 100 years of plus of experience might be able to change somebody's life somewhere, someday, somehow. And for that, I say keep your head up, keep living, and life is a beautiful fucking thing. Peace.